everybody, this is Michelle with Meshmosh. How's everybody doing? I hope good, I hope wonderful, I hope excellent. Please excuse me if you hear a bunch of weird noises in the background. I'm setting up my dialysis machine for later tonight and I just thought I'd pop on here to talk about a few shows, a few different shows that's happening. So, First and foremost, what I have to bring up about the Wonder Years, the Black Wonder Years. I'm not watching that show. <laughs> I was, I had every intention on sticking it through and watching every single episode, and I'm like, I'm over it. I don't care. I think the thing is that I don't care about that time period anymore. You know, I think back in the '90s when the '50s, '60s. 70s wasn't that long ago and it was kind of like hip to you know nostalgic nostalgia whatever even though I wasn't in that time period um it was just interesting to kind of see what was not that long ago but very long ago um I don't care now <laughs> you know I've learned a lot about that time period um but also I just don't care because that's not I cannot connect to that so I I just I feel like that's the thing that makes it really difficult for me to get into the show this time and I was thinking about it I was like I really wish that they had done the Wonder Years a black Wonder Years set in the 90s I think now is the time to absolutely do that I think we're gonna start seeing a lot of um, a lot of shows and movies take place in the 90s and you're starting to see it with like uh what the fuck is that show uh that 70s show which I guess is gonna be now that 90s show I don't know what they're calling it I guess it's gonna be that 90s show um but (laughs) that's coming and like a lot a lot of stuff is very 90s nostalgia right now 2000s nostalgia and stuff is starting to be taking place in the 90s and I think (laughs) the Wonder Years just really kind of missed a great opportunity to capitalize on that and really get a great audience uh, that is people being very nostalgic for the 90s the millennials generation and the younger generation who were just like oh that's interesting I want to know what it was like back then Um, unfortunately they didn't do that so hopefully they're still getting a good audience I don't know I just know for me I would have much preferred to see kids growing up in the 90s and I just don't care about kids growing up in the 60s I just really don't so I'm not watching that show um the one thing I absolutely made a point to watch and it was hard because I don't have Netflix um, but everybody was talking about this Dave Chappelle special and I didn't want to form any opinion about whatever he said uh, without watching all of the special to see everything in context, okay? So, um, I did finally get to watch it. And the thing is, I had a lot of opinions while I was watching it and immediately after. And I'm like, I don't know if I just... Like, I don't know if I care. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if I care. It's really weird because I love Dave Chappelle, and I don't think there's any special where he's missed. Um, I find him very fascinating as a human being. 
because I feel like he has kind of like, um, like he's very open-minded and he sees things very clearly. Uh, he's just like one of those people who are, are, can see things very, very clearly and while not taking a side, he absolutely does take a side. Like, I feel like for myself, I'm kind of like that, but I absolutely don't take a side. <laughs> like, uh, I, in general, generally, I, I just don't take a side. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm totally on this side. And then I'm like, oh, wait, uh, no, not anymore. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just I find him very fascinating, very intelligent. And I love how he sets up his comedy to be very thought-provoking if you want it to be like he has a very clear message um in every show uh, well every show (laughs) I was thinking like tv show but also comedy show uh but he's does it in such a way where if you don't want there to be a message, like if you don't want to focus on a message, there's still just really funny jokes. It doesn't have to be so deep. It can be as deep as you want it to be. It's like fucking brilliant. I did not see that in this show. In, in the, what is it? The comeback or something? I don't, I'm sorry if that's not what it is. <laughs> whatever, whatever this recent one is, the transphobic one, uh, is it the final what the fuck was it called anyway it's gonna bother me so I'm sorry if I keep going back to it but anyway uh, I he I didn't find that I didn't find it to be very nuanced um, or deep necessarily I felt like he took a lot of cheap shots and it was like okay like why are you I guess kind of like why are you bringing that up like it's different for race because of course he has a lot to say about race he's a black man in america but he is not transgender so why are you speaking so much on it um i don't know it just felt out of place and like weird and like let me put it this way before I had actually watched the special, I was of course watching a bunch of these clips and I was listening to people's opinion about it. Honestly, I kind of was like, I think people are probably blowing it out of proportion. You know, like I, I, I have to admit, I went into watching this very like, I'm probably going to agree with he, with what Dave says. I think people are being big pussies right now and, you know, just very, very sensitive, um, so I, I already had a side, to be honest. But the clips I watched beforehand, I it made me pause a little bit because I was like, he's really coming off like he's trying to clear his name, um, like a plea, uh, like explaining himself and. It's just weird because it's like he's doing that without doing it, you know? And so when I watched it, when I actually watched it, that was my biggest takeaway was like, he's like low key really trying to be like, I'm not transphobic. I'm not transphobic. Isn't it funny that people are saying I'm transphobic because I'm the farthest thing from transphobic. Look, I have trans friends and it's weird. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's really weird while at the same time just having like super offensive jokes and it made me a little uncomfortable and then I had to really you know I had to really sit and think about this because I'm like you know for someone who says the n-word a lot and talks a lot about race and has said offensive things before but it just didn't feel offensive like he had commentary on it and that's why like he was making a point and that's why um there was a reason for it and I feel like this time that I didn't feel like there was a reason for it I feel like the reason was just to be like this is ridiculous you guys are being really sensitive and that's not necessarily funny and it's not deep I don't know I don't know if maybe I just missed the message. Maybe I'm not understanding, you know, that's very valid. That could be the case, but I just kind of was like, man, that, that wasn't fun. And I, the other takeaway, my biggest takeaway was like, (laughs) this shit wasn't funny. I feel like he could have got away with it a lot easier if his jokes were actually funny. And it really was disappointing because Dave Chappelle is like guaranteed laughs in this household like between me and my husband obviously my kids don't really watch it but like my husband laughed a few times I was completely fucking silent and I was waiting to laugh I wanted to laugh I was waiting but nothing happened and it was boring and unfortunate so I don't know Like, it sucks. It sucks that it wasn't funny, and then it sucks that I can't even be like, yeah, people are just being sensitive about it. Uh, I have, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I can't sit there and be like people are blowing it out of proportion. It feels that way to me because I'm not trans, and I don't understand. So, you know, for someone (laughs) where it doesn't affect them at all, yeah, no big deal guys let this one go but I'm like as you know as a black fat woman I'm like I totally understand that that's that's why (laughs) and I have no say in it and just because I don't find it to be especially offensive as someone not part of that group like that means that means enough it doesn't mean it's not offensive I guess is what I'm saying like I, I can't sit there and be like, you you guys are really blowing shit out of proportion when it's not even directed towards me. You know what I mean? So, bounce that on that. <laughs> um, but what I really wanted to talk about more than anything, so um, I, is insecure. Sorry, <laughs> I was just gonna launch into it. I'm just so excited. So, um, I wasn't actually going to watch the show just yet. I was going to wait until the season or or the series wrapped up, I guess, and, um, then binge the last season because I really fucking hate waiting every week for a new episode for a show that is really fucking good. It's the worst. I hate it. But (laughs) then I'm like seeing shit online and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I want to get it and I want to be able to participate in conversations. So I had to watch it. Luckily, it 
started not that long ago, so I didn't have a lot to bit or I don't know, luckily or unluckily, I didn't have a lot to binge. Uh, but I watched the first three episodes today, and like, first of all, I'm gonna fucking miss this show. It's so good. I think the thing that really gets me is how realistic it is. It's just like I feel like maybe the only show that I feel like is very, very realistic. I love that they aren't ever pointing fingers and being like, no, this is the bad guy. Like, I don't know. Let's, let's go through it. So the first episode, uh, is the, the Stanford reunion. So it's the girls. There's Issa, Molly, Kelly, the other one I forget her name I'm sorry <laughs> as a person she's like someone I absolutely love Amanda but I can't remember her her character name but um they're all there for their their um I want to say high school reunion but it's college college reunion and it's kind of awkward for Molly and Issa right now because they're just starting to get their friendship back together and man I fucking felt that felt that felt that and It honestly made me be like, I don't know if I should have stuck it out with my friend because of course when you come back, it's going to be a little awkward, but I know in my heart that I did the right thing. Like it's a different situation. It's a completely different situation, but that awkwardness they got fucking perfect because that was absolutely what it was like, like getting back together with my friend and like we've been apart for a long time and now we're trying to be friends again but we're trying to have it be like what it was before but better but have it like in a very short time and it just does not work that way and it's just so weird it's a very weird space to be in and like my one of my my one of my favorite scenes one of my favorite scenes is when um Molly is talking to eat they're walking uh and Asa just had her presentation and she's kind of in her head obviously in her head about how she bombed and Molly is trying to talk about Molly and her shit and her relationships and stuff but Isa is like not into that conversation whatsoever and so Molly's trying and it's just like a very sincere like I'm trying to connect with you and so she's talks about Issa and her stuff and then they go to eat and things get better and you know I'm not gonna give all the details away but like I I, at the same time I am very much gonna give a lot of details so spoiler alert (laughs) but (laughs) things got better and it was just a very real moment that I really really loved and just very masterfully done and I feel like that's like the fucking show period anyway but my next favorite part is with Kelly when they're in the car and Kelly's like really upset that no one seems to really care or know about her because she's dead <laughs> you know so people should really be like oh yeah I love this about Kelly and da 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 but nobody was doing that and they didn't seem to really know about her or anything so she was really upset about it and you would think that her friends would be like 
supportive and be like, no, you're really great for these reasons and we'd absolutely miss you if we were gone and da 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 da. Like, especially her bestie, whatever, (laughs) whatever her name is, Amanda or whatever. Um, And no one was, they made a joke of it like they always do. And then her bestie bestie was like, silent and she was just so hurt and I could like man that is real and I especially related to that as like someone who's like jokey because you're when you're the jokester no one ever takes you really seriously and you even when you get serious you would think if you're fucking around all the time and there's a point where you get serious people would be like oh shit this is serious no they're gonna make it into a joke and make it lighthearted again and like absolutely that's what happens i related to that a lot guys so (laughs) that that scene also spoke out to me but just those two scenes where it's like people trying to be better and be more than what they are and trying to have a real connection and the others are just not grasping it that just really spoke to me um I'm trying to remember what the second episode was I think it was more okay so it was a year later and so we get to see the growth of Issa and Molly's friendship which is really really great I kind of was thinking there might be like a lesbian love scene or something and then I was a little let like I would have been disappointed a little bit if they went that way, but also I would have loved it. <laughs> like, okay, yes, this is what we doing. I get it. <laughs> but no, it didn't. They didn't do that. They were just friends, really good friends. Two women who are really good friends sleeping in the same bed and not fucking. Like, you know. Okay, sure. I don't know. I've never. <laughs> First of all, I've never had really good friends, very rare, or I haven't had many really good friends. I haven't had many girlfriends, and um, yeah, I just don't see that happening for me if there's a woman in my bed. Uh, I mean, obviously, if we were sh- totally platonic, no, but, you know, I'd... I wouldn't have my friend in my bed, I guess is the thing, but whatever, you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so they're clearly very good friends now and we're kind of seeing how Molly has grown and I love this. I love this arc for her. She's just like, I'm on my own. I'm not trying to date anybody. I'm just trying to be better. And you really see that she's focusing on bettering herself and I just... I love that too and I I can totally relate to that as well I feel like millennials and I'm gonna get more into this in a later episode but I feel like millennials were like the ones to break the mold there's been a lot of toxicity passed down for generations and I see that a lot of us are like man that's fuck I'm not gonna do it that way I'm gonna do better and it's so hard we're struggling trying to figure out our place in the world and in society and with everything because everything's kind of fucked you know the things that were built were built to destroy us and we're like 
kind of catching on to that and trying to break the mold and break general general <laughs> generational curses and and just grow and be better and get out of the trauma and you know it was really cool to kind of see that with Molly you know they're all doing it I feel like that's kind of the theme of the show is doing better and growing um and trying to figure out what's right for you um but I feel like with Molly I can just understand how that's so much harder for her because it's harder when you have a clear path when you're like this is what I'm gonna do and then you do it and then you think that your life is gonna be exactly what it should be and what you try to portray it to be and like shit just isn't right still and so you're trying to do things different it's it's a whole different level of hard so (laughs) I'm like I'm doing a lot of talking um yeah that just spoke out to me and like what else happened think anything of note really to me that that really stuck out um but the third episode oh that one that one that one was tasty because now we're just looking at Lawrence and his life um and I'm so 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 glad that Lawrence and Issa are not together anymore I'm so glad they broke up I really hated them together uh, I am really like, Issa, stop fucking around with these boys that you already fucked around with. Find somebody new and, and keep trying. But she keeps going back to guys that she already been with. It didn't work for some reason. So let it go. And yeah, we let Lawrence go. And me personally, I'm glad. But we get to see Lawrence's life now. Now that he's a dad. Um... And, and going between LA and San Francisco all the time and it's not working like who thought it would besides I guess him it's not fucking working um so I'm trying to think I think his job is going well if I remember correctly even though I just watched this like maybe a half an hour ago <laughs> maybe like a half an hour an hour ago but I don't remember the the job stuff uh the, I didn't care about that but I think it's going well at the job yeah I, there was like champagne and shit he's doing great at his job that's fantastic he's no longer with Issa he's not with Condola Condola has the baby and there's conflict because Lawrence is just not around and he is like (laughs) fuck boy supreme but I love how they handle it where they're not trying to be like Lawrence is Lawrence is a fuckboy, he's an asshole or whatever, you know, they really treat it as like, he's trying, he's doing the best he can with what he has, with the perspective that he has, I do see that, okay, but on the flip side, we see Mama Condola over there, and she gotta do everything, she gotta do everything on her own, and Lawrence gets to skip out on most of it, and he's not around really, and he wants to come in sometimes, and sometimes he can't come in, but he wants to sit there, and when he is there, be like, I get to have a say, and I get to do da 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 like, I understand Condola, I'd be like, motherfucker, who, what, why, why do you think that you get to say anything about me and my baby when you are not here 98% of the time? make that make sense but you know I also understand Lawrence's side where it's like I'm fucking trying 
I am trying to have this relationship. I have other obligations. I have a life. I'm going between these two cities. You can't keep me out. Why don't you keep me updated? And then there's Condola like, bitch, why don't you fucking ask? What? You can text me. You can call me and ask about these details about your son. You're not asking anything. You just off living your life. And we do see him like having a great time at his job and getting to sleep and getting the fuck girls and Condola's at home with the baby doing nothing but baby stuff you know I love how they presented this information very uh realistically I feel that is just really what hit home to me is like this is realistic where it's like yeah both are trying it's not equal I could see how from um Lawrence's point of view (laughs) it, it, it might be equal and he's trying his best okay Uh, or he thinks he's trying his best he would have no idea and let's be really real nobody fucking knows what being a parent is like until you're a fucking parent I don't care if you babysat I don't care if you're a teacher I don't care if you got your nephews and nieces I mean no you don't know what it's like to be an actual factual fucking parent okay I thought I knew we all think we know and then you have a baby and it's a whole different it's different it's just different okay so Lawrence don't know because he's not around (laughs) he's not there to actually experience how different it is so like the perfect summation of this is like the scene when they're at the party and Lawrence is asking to take um (laughs) it's like Mufasa (laughs) I forget what his name is but I am gonna call him Mufasa (laughs) the baby (laughs) he has to take Mufasa for a week and Condola's like um that's like a year and he's like that's like a week relax you can see right there how it's not he don't know he don't know he don't get it mama gets it because she's living it a week is a lot a week is a whole fucking lot in a baby's life and in a mom's life uh, well I'll say in a parent's life but I'm not a dad so I don't know but I'd assume for dads too who are actually in it like that's a lot of fucking time like hell no would I ever have my baby go anywhere for a week no but for him yeah like it's a week what's the big deal I'm gone for a week every day or every week I guess <laughs> every all the time you know because he's only coming in weekly but yeah it's just not it's not realistic and he don't really know he's doing what he can but he is missing out a lot so at the end of that they just are like this isn't working we're gonna have to figure out something that works and they left it at what can we do and I love that I can't wait to see what happens and how they work things out I don't want them to get together I mean I don't know to be honest I don't really care about Lawrence like he's really cute and all but I just whatever (laughs) he should have been gone you know that is Issa's ex we I we need we don't need to know anything about him but uh here we are knowing lots of things about him so you know whatever happens with him is whatever uh I I honestly don't care (laughs) but but yeah it is very interesting and I it's just very very well done so I can't wait to see what happens with everybody with everything and 
I'm so curious how they're going to end this show because a part of me is like please end it sorry I dropped my phone (laughs) please end it very realistically like that's my favorite thing is just realisticness what is that fucking movie gone with the wind that is my all-time favorite movie and that's because how it ends is so much more realistic than like them getting together i and i it just blew me away the first time i fucking saw that movie that that's how it ended and uh i fell in love and so i am kind of rooting for a realistic ending but at the same time i'm human and i want to see I want to see everything like perfect and together and everybody happy so I don't know I don't know what'll happen I don't know how they're gonna handle it um maybe a little bit of both where it's like realistic but still happy maybe not perfect but like I don't know we'll see but anyway so that's what's been going on with the tv I've been watching that just so happens to not be tiktoks um anyway thank you guys for listening if you guys have any questions comments or suggestions feel free to email me at themishmosh at gmail.com and i'll catch you guys later i love you bye